0: Why do you putt the way you do? Why have you chosen this technique and why do you use it now? Is there a better way to do it? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Appreciate you being here. I am uh, pretty interested in this topic. I have always loved to putt. Putting has always been my favorite. I think it goes back to when I was young. We would hang out. We had a ranch up in Idaho and we had a, um, there was a golf course available to us, but our My my grandpa and his brothers, my great uncles, they wouldn't allow us to play on the golf course. We were too young, but they would allow us to chip and putt. And so they would stick us down at this green and they would just leave us there all day. And so there was, I mean, sometimes there was dozens of cousins and we just stood down there together and hung out. Some would fish, some would hike, some would sit there and chip and putt. And I just loved to putt. I loved everything about putting. I liked watching the ball move. I loved the speed of it all. So that's kind of probably where my passion started. So I've always seen myself as a pretty decent putter. But as I got sort of older and moving along and got better at golf, it's it's interesting that putting can become such a. It's it's one. It's the easiest motion of the entire golf game, right? It's just a little back, a little through. It's totally easy. And yet once you start thinking about it and worrying about it and because it, the the result of it is such a big part of right it's it ends every single hole unless you chip in but it's really the way that you end every hole so there's kind of like this this sort of build up and then you've got a putt to finish the whole thing off and if you've played beautifully from tee to fairway to green And then you make a bad putt, you can just like ruin the whole, your performance, right? Just comes to a crashing end and that's always sort of difficult. So I think that that's why putting is always, putting becomes as you get more into golf and you realize how important putting is, that additional pressure sometimes can really mess with your mind and mess with your putting stroke. So over the years, I I was just driving in to work this morning, and I heard Michael Breed on his show talking about Jordan Spieth and, and Jordan Spieth's struggles with the putter. Are at least recently are well known, and they talked about you know his different stats through different rounds, which is of course fascinating to me as a data hound. But as I was listening to this, they got to a point where they started discussing, you know, why did Jordan all of a sudden go left hand low? Why is he looking at the hole? And the premise behind what they thought had probably happened is that, that Jordan had run into some problems, that he had had some issues putting, and so he was trying different things, sort of trial and error, and trying to find something that worked for him. And then that's how his putting stroke sort of became what it is today. And that's why sometimes he, he looks at the hole. I, I think that, that they've said by watching them somewhere around, uh, 10 feet and in, that he looks at the hole, and then outside of that, he does not. And and that's fairly similar to how I like to uh, play, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But so how did, so the story then becomes, I, I just want you to think back and think about your own putting stroke. Why are you doing it this way? What are, what are the reasons behind it? Is it really based on, as they are suggesting Jordan Spieth's putting stroke is based on, Is it based on the fact that you just weren't putting well, so you started messing around with stuff, and it's just trial and error, and you tried to figure out the best way to go? Is that why you're putting the way you are? And if if that is the way you're putting, if that is the reason you're using this particular technique, is that the very best way to go about it? With, With what we have available to us right now, is that the best way to go about determining if your putting stroke is good for you, and your technique is good for you? Anyway, my story. So when I started putting, and I, I told, I've told this before previously, but when I went to the first extraordinary golf school, I was on the putting green, and Fred Shoemaker came up to me and observed me for a little while, and admittedly, I was in a bad place as far as putting goes. I did not feel very comf- confident on the putting green, and I, had, I was trying all kinds of things, but for the school and everything, I remember thinking, look, I'm just going to go as traditional as possible, so I don't look completely ridiculous and just see what happens. And so I was there putting, working on my stroke and Fred was watching me and he came up to me and he said, where's your target? And I, I you know, I said, well, it's, it's that hole right over there. And we all know and Fred said, and, and Fred's very direct this way, which is really awesome. But Fred said, well, then you would have made one by now. And he'd probably watched me hit 12 to something putts at that point, And I had made none. And we're not talking, it was like a 10 footer. So I'd, made, I'd gone like zero for 12, made no putts, and with Fred Shoemaker, arguably the greatest golf teacher who lives, watching me and I've made nothing. So his um, comment to me was, well, that can't be your target. You would, would have made one by now. And then he proceeded to have me uh, look at, at a Nike swoosh on one range ball and he said, okay, that's your target with this next putt, hit that. And so I'd putt a ball and it'd go up and it'd hit the ball sitting there with the Nike swoosh and hit it dead in the center. And he had me do that five or six times. And he said, you know, you didn't pick a target. Okay, lesson learned. So for any of us, when we're on the putting green, we need to make sure that we actually have a target in mind, right? And that's pictured. and, And that is very distinct in our minds, what that target is. Now for me, it's evolved now, where now a target for me on the golf course is usually some sort of... Um, it's somewhere on the front of the hole where I want the ball to enter the hole. That's usually a target for me. So if I have a large breaking putt from right to left, it's going to be on the right side of the hole. I'm going to see something there, and I'm going to picture the ball sort of toppling over whatever that target is. And and that's what I see in my mind. Now to step back and go to technique. So that was great. I, I left... Um, extraordinary golf, I went back, I putted really well for a couple weeks and then boom, it started to go bad again. Well, one, I realized I wasn't really focusing on a target. That was easy to get back to. But then I started thinking, hey, you know, when I was looking at, you know, the target, the Nike swoosh back when I was at extraordinary golf, I I could hit that every time. So I started to, based on previous results, based on previous performance, I started looking at the hole and I started looking at the hole for every putt and it went well for a little while. And I would argue it went well for a little while because because it was so strange and so new. I was not up thinking about anything. I was just reacting to a target and my body was making that work for me. Well, over time, you know what? It That didn't work anymore. I started thinking about stuff and, and the technique of looking at the hole became very ordinary to me, not interesting. And so I stopped making putts again. And now I'm back to the same. Now I'm looking at the hole and I'm not making putts. So I was messing around one day, looking in the mirror, and I noticed as I was doing my putting stroke that my left shoulder, you know, with just a traditional grip, I play right-handed, that if I, you know, take my regular putting stroke, my left shoulder's higher than my right. So I'm thinking, oh, if I put my left hand low, now my shoulders are level. Well, that makes sense to me. Your shoulders, if they're level, it seems like you can make a, a more level controlled stroke. So I went left hand low, just based on something that I saw in the mirror. It had nothing to do with performance or anything. I just looked at the mirror and kind of went, oh, my shoulders are sort of tilted there. But if I go left hand low, now they're flat. That seems to make sense. That seems to be like a better way to, to putt. So I went left hand low. I've been left hand low ever since. So those are the processes that I took to get to where I am now. Now it's all different. Now it's completely different, and it should be different for you. Our putting strokes should not be trial and error, figure things out, whatever. They don't have to be anymore because we've got some really cool technology to help us. And I've mentioned this a few times, but this Swing Caddy PT30, and I think if you just go to swingcaddy.com or at least just do a Google search on it, you'll be able to find this Swing Caddy PT30. I think you can buy it directly from them. But the putting analyzer and trainer is an awesome tool. So now, how do we go about, when you have a piece of technology like this that gives you accurate feedback, now how do you go about developing your putting stroke? Well, it becomes super easy, right? So if somebody comes to me, for example, you know, let's, let's use Jordan Spieth. If Jordan Spieth is sitting there kind of going, I'm not making as many putts as I want, I think I'm going to go right hand low again and let's see how that goes. Well, great, you can try anything you want to try, but if you put on the putting analyzer, or if you have any kind of technology with you to really give you accurate feedback on what's really going on you can check for yourself to see if that's a better technique or not so go right hand low now make a putt compared to left hand low is the face is the face more squared impact or less squared impact that's it right you have data now to compare all these different techniques and these these you know, these different tricks and strategies that we've developed over the years because we just felt like we needed to change. So I went and was able to check, okay, left hand low or right hand low, which one's better for me? Well, turns out left hand low is better for me. I deliver a, a much more consistent strike on the ball when left hand is low, but that's for me. I've also tested other people where right hand low is better for them. And that's great, whatever's better for you, but let's, let's base it on, on technology. Now, I also realized, and and this is where, here's a caveat with technology. Um, Looking at the hole and not looking at the hole. So I started to measure that with the same putting trainer. If I look at the hole and if I not look at the hole, and then started looking back. Well, if I looked at the hole, I had, um, the face was way more, oh, it was way more close, excuse me. The face was way more closed if I looked at the hole than if I didn't. And so my initial thought was, okay, then I need to not look at the hole anymore. I just need to keep my head down and putt that way. And so I did that for a little while. But I was, I was um, putting one day and I realized I was... Um, actually, I was um, videoing myself, which is... I was videoing, videoing myself putting. And I realized by watching that video that when I look at the hole... I was swaying during my putting stroke. I was literally shifting my weight back to the right and coming back to the left. Okay, now I've created all kinds of problem. I've I've basically made it so the ball is moving. Right? If my whole body is moving when I'm putting, the more stationary we are when we putt, the better off we are. So that was adding a variable to the looking at the whole putting stroke that I wasn't be I wasn't taking into consideration when I analyzed the benefits of both. So now I, I use a technique now and I don't know if this is helpful or not. But when I get over a putt, I will take a sort of a mental picture of the periphery of everything that I'm taking in. And so I will frame what I'm looking down at and then I will make the putt. And I will just pay attention to whether that frame moves or not. And that kind of signals back to me whether I've stayed stationary. If, I, if I've swayed, then the frame will move. But if I don't sway, then the frame will stay very steady. So when I putt, that's all I pay attention to is that picture. And I, I don't know necessarily. Tigers always talked about putting into a picture. I don't know exactly what that means. But for me, putting with a pitcher means I just take a kind of a quick view periphery of, all of everything that I can take in from my vision. And I make sure that that doesn't, well, I don't make sure. But I, I just experience if that changes or not during the putting stroke. And if it doesn't change, then I've stayed very still. And if I've stayed very still, chances are I've put a pretty good stroke on the ball and, and chances are that I, I either made it or I came very, very close. It also sh- serves as a, a second benefit in that I am not paying any attention to my stroke. I'm not paying any attention to really anything other than I've picked a target, I've identified a target, I get my periphery picture, pitcher and then I make the stroke and that's it. And that has turned out to be a very effective way for me to putt. So if I, and I was able to take the, this putting analyzer, put it on the putter. And once I got control of my um, <clears throat> swaying, I was able to then compare apples to apples and see which putting stroke looking at the ball or looking at the hole was more effective to me, for me without moving. Turns out looking at the hole or looking down at the hole, pretty much identical. It doesn't really matter. Right, So at that point, it becomes preference. And that's where I've developed this, if I believe I should make it, which is really right, five feet and in, then I'll look at the hole. Right? For, for some reason, the only thing that's different for me when I look at the hole or when I don't, if I'm not swaying, is aggressiveness. When I look at the hole, I make a pretty aggressive putt. It goes in with, some, it goes in with pretty good pace. But when I'm looking at the ball, it's, it's one where it just kind of gets up the hole and kind of dies there which is a great way to lag putt. So that's how I've developed my putting stroke, but it's based on data. It's based on feedback. So any of you out there who have created, beautifully created a putting stroke out of thin air based on trial and error, I would recommend getting something. And, and I know that there is the, um, you've got the swing caddy that I like and really love, but you've also got that, the blast analyzer that I'm looking at right now charging on my desk which also works really well on the back of a putter. The the only issue with that is you have to have a, a mobile phone with you in order to analyze and see the numbers, where the swing caddy, it's all on the display on the device that's on your putter. So you make a stroke, you just lift up your putter and look, and you've got the readout right there in your face. Really quickly, you've got instant feedback. It's really great. With the blast, I've used it and laid my phone on the ground and looked at it that way. That's one way to do it as well. But you have to go through all the connection, blah, 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 to get it set up. So I prefer the swing caddy, but both are great. But use some technology, use some data, use some feedback to make sure that all the quirky, weird, little funny things that we do in our putting strokes actually work. So if you like to putt with one foot forward or one foot back, great. But make sure that that's the best way to do it and check it with technology. If you like to putt right hand low or left hand low, or if you you like to putt with a claw grip or whatever it is, make sure that you've got the data to back that up and putt the way that's best for you. The data doesn't lie. The data will tell you what's best for you. You just have to give it a chance. And so with putting, that's how I sort of figured it out. I know if you do the same thing and use these tools to figure it out, you will have a better putting stroke. And as we've always mentioned before, when you see the data and the numbers tell you that your putting stroke is in fact better when you do it this way because you have real data, that's confidence. And they always talk about confidence when it comes to playing good golf. And your golf will get better with increased confidence. And that increased confidence comes from better data and better feedback because it's proof that you're doing the right thing to make your game better. And that was a very secular argument, but hopefully it made sense. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Please work on your putting over this, the, the long winter months. Um, it's a great time to do it, but get some technology to give you the feedback to make sure that you're doing it exactly the best way for you. With that, signing off. Until next time, remember, better data always means better golf. And please don't wear white belts. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.